I love that song. Amen. I really do. I love the word amen. Amen. Anyway, I love yep. it. So I wish I could uh, sing like Brian Free. Man, that guy can sing. I like his lead. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Anyway, that dude's awesome. But yeah, uh, I love uh, I love the word amen. I love the amen corner. What's up, guys? Y'all doing amen. good? Yep. Amen. Good yep. Doing good, man. Yes, sir. Since we're all four part of the screen, does that mean who who is the actual amen corner? Uh, well, Ooh. technically all of us, hang on a second, all of us, yeah, because I'm in a corner, Brother Chris is in a corner, Brother Donathan is in a corner, Brother Heath's in a corner, we're all in the so A-Man corner. So we are literally, we are the A-Man corner. Yeah. That's right. I, I mean, Greatest <laughs> I mean, I'm confused. Is anybody, <laughs> is anybody I'm more else? confused. Uh, I was, I'm always confused though. And, uh, but hey, we got a cool episode for you tonight. I don't want you, y'all don't go anywhere. Uh, man, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I tell you, brother, he, brother Heath does not have his jacket on. Oh my goodness! See, he's at oh, home. I don't. And he's gone liberal. Look at him. <laughs> and you know okay, what? Actually, at least I, 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 actually, he's the only one that's got the towel. <laughs> he does have a towel. Should we talk about so, why we're virtual? That brother Chris has COVID. No, we don't. Don't say that. Lord. Good night. We're Lord virtual because we're doing something new. Oh my goodness! It's this not is not going to be every it's week li- either. It's lice. That's why I shaved my head. <laughs> yeah. I had lice. <laughs> oh my goodness! I tell you oh what. Oh my lord! It does not take long Don't for us it. to go off the rails. Go Coronavirus. Ahead. Coronavirus. <laughs> no, I, was, I tell you what's off the of rails. What's that? That's this weather. It is bad. It it's is so awful. cold. Well, it, it was like, cold. I mowed. I mowed this week. In a hoodie. I did the same thing. I mowed this week, and it was so cold that I put the – I had, like, my little headphones in, and I put my hoodie up over my head, and I had my headphones in, and I literally – I tied it tight where all I could see was out of my hole, like the out of the he hole. Looked, of the okay. He looked right, like a little goblin. It wasn't that <laughs> bad. It was. Donovan saw me. It was cold. I was freezing dead. It freaked, freaked me out because I come home from work. I come pulling down my driveway. Here comes Jeremiah in a black hoodie. <laughs> sucked into his face. Only thing I can see is his eyes and his nose. And here he comes. <laughs> it was cold, man. And it made me mad because the only day I had to go fishing this week was Thursday, and it, that was like the coldest day. And them fish, they they ain't that. They went back deep. They went back into deep water. They ain't going. They weren't going to bite. And so anyway, but it was fun. So hey, we got a. We really do. We have a fantastic episode tonight. We don't want you to go anywhere. We want you to share this video if you will. Comment, like it. Hey, Donathan, why don't you say it real loud and proud like uh, like you mean it? Go ahead. What am I saying? You're you're lying. <laughs> Come on, man. One. Thank job. y'all for listening, watching, job. viewing, and subscribing. This is the Amen Corner. That's right. We'll be right back.
Amen. Hear me well. When you can't shout about nothing else, you can shout about the fact that you are destined to realize your worship. One of these days on the sunny banks of sweet deliverance, we're going to see the Lamb of God that was slain, and all of heaven is going to lift up holy hands, and they're going to say, Worthy, 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 worthy. is the lamb that was slain all the people all the people all the shout hallelujah oh yes man hey, man. hey. I love it hey, I like I this like better because I had that like right in my ears right there the whole time. I usually <laughs> yeah. don't get to hear it that loud. <laughs> That's true. It usually just plays through the computer. Don't actually play through our headphones when we're together. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love it. It's awesome. That's and really don't let's not let's not be super spiritual. We're actually paying attention right there. Oh yeah, when we're usually, in person, when it's just us four. That's true. We Sometimes. <laughs> Hey, that blooper reel is coming for the A man quarter. Y'all just wait for it, okay? Go ahead, brother. Better Dolphin. not. The Dolphin has his hand raised. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention right there. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was, I was just having fun. I was partying, partying hard. What? I don't. I don't actually. Like, I don't think we should know any more than that. I was reenacting, yeah, no. like, not reenacting. I was like over dramatizing, like that clip. Oh my! Oh my goodness! I like just like you were preaching. Yeah, not really like I was preaching, but I mean. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I got to thinking, though, during that clip, and it kind of, like, spurred my mind for this episode, you know, uh, that service and services just like that where it's just, like, out the top, you know, uh, times where, like, I'm talking about worship is just through the roof, and we're praising the Lord and worship, and very loud and very excited, very happy. If you listen to that clip, you can hear the excitement in the clip. You can hear people shouting in the background, and that's something to be excited about. And you know, I love we love that type of that type of preaching, that type of singing with excitement and and Bible verses and scripture about exciting things. But tonight, we want to do something a little different. We want to try to, I don't know, I guess you guys could probably say it better than I can. We want to try to tell you guys and point out some verses that we think are some of the saddest verses in all the Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to go, honestly. I mean, Brother Chris, what do you think? I mean, it's just something different. I've really never heard many people talk about this. Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't think that any time the four of us get together, it's going to be doom and gloom. <laughs> I mean, we're going we're gonna to laugh. I was thinking about that this week when we was th- talking about it, you know, the saddest verse, and I thought, well, there's going to be a lot of funny in it, too. Yeah. So, you know, don't don't turn us off. Don't turn it off because they're like, oh, they're going to just be a gray cloud because we're not. Cause, no, we're know, not. I, We're still I, the amen corner. That's right. Still the amen corner. Still happy and funny, but uh, it is different. And, you know, it is. even though it may be a little bit different than what we usually do, this, I believe, may be one of the, uh, for me, it might be one of the most helpful things that I've actually studied for an episode on the amen corner. And I don't know. It's just been it's been different. Amen. You're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, y'all got anything to preface it? Or are y'all ready to jump in some verses? Y'all... I, th- I think it's important to, I guess, using the word Jeremiah, use preface everything. But you can get caught up because just my personality and just like all 
four of us, our personalities, we enjoy the high times. We enjoy the shouting. We enjoy when the preacher just rolls on with it. Right. I and mean, that's the kind of stuff that we enjoy. I mean, I live my life just to have fun. That's pretty much my end goal. Regardless of what everybody else around me does, I'm going to yeah. have fun. And so if you want to rain on your parade, go right ahead. Do you. But I'm going to have fun. Yeah. And it's easy to just look at just the good things in the Bible, the shatter outer message, the candy stick verses. But it's also important to understand that there's also those serious and very sobering verses in the Bible. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the truth. Amen. And, you know, I think it goes back to that same uh, adage that we've heard all of our lives about, uh, you know, in ch- or everybody that's been in church, you know, for m- multiple years, you've heard this about you can't just take one part of the Bible, not all of it. You got to sure. take it's all. Right. And uh, I think I, I think I'll start it off. That'd be all right with y'all. I won't yeah, kick yeah. it off. I'm going to kick it off in Genesis. All right. I thought about this. This is one of the very first things that Good I thought about. Start. Uh, yeah. Because I guess that's why I went there. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. Sometimes I tell you what, man. <laughs> no, I thought of Genesis though, and here's what I thought of. I thought of Genesis three nine. Okay, and the Bible said this, and this is right after Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden, and the right. and this is what it said Genesis three nine. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And uh, man, I I just got to thinking about it. And I was like, My goodness, that is that, I, and that's something we've heard all our lives uh, for uh, for at least me and. Brother Donathan probably as well, and, and others. But when Jesus went and asked for Adam, he knew where Adam was. Come on. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. y'all, we all agree with that, right? Right. Amen. He, didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't really need to ask where Adam was. He was he was no, not asking he, that for his part. He was absolutely asking for, not. I think he was asking right. for Adam's part. Uh, right. Yeah. But, man, he just, the solemnness in that part, where art thou? And there was like, I, I, I just like to imagine can somebody mm-hmm. throw something in right there? Imagine that part, that scene where Jesus, right. where the Lord said, Adam, hey, Adam, where art thou? And nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine being Adam. He's sitting there. He's yeah. doing his best to hide. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm hiding from God. <laughs> he can't find me. I could imagine he's hidden behind that bush. Yeah. He won't see me. <laughs> he won't see me. The worst <laughs> game God he's hide and seek to. ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a game you'll never win. <laughs> you'll exactly lose. Right. It's like Every the time. Ultimate hide and seek player. Hide? Yeah. Right. Where are you, you going to hide? Can at? you imagine being Adam in that moment when the Lord says, Adam, where art thou? Adam thinks, okay, under that bush over there, or should I go to that tree? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's right. Adam, they had an where are you going? Yeah. yeah. All right. hey, that kind of gave me an idea. When Jesus was a little boy, did he play hide and seek? And did they ever let him count? <laughs> I don't know. No. Was hide and seek around then? That's something we should. I'm sure it was. I'm sure. sure. Somebody needs to tell us when did they? When did the game hide and seek? When was it invented? Somebody can tell us that. What? It was invented like in the Google. garden. In the garden with oh my goodness. And okay, we've we're going off truth. rails here, but somebody <laughs> braided in. <laughs> but uh, oh my goodness. But you know, I think. I don't know. Somebody else go because Brother Chris has done lost me. Okay, I'm I'm about to fall over here. We got him. Oh goodness, y'all crazy, man. Y'all crazy. <laughs> but really and truly, though, thank you. I mean, I think it's one of the saddest verses ever when Jesus wants yeah. to commune with Adam. I mean, in reality, and <laughs> and seriousness here, Jesus wants to commune with Adam, and he asks, "Where are you?" 
and Adam's nowhere to be nowhere to be found. And I don't want that to be said of me. When Jesus wants to know where I am, or Jesus wants to be with me, and that's always mm-hmm. He wants a relationship with you. True. I don't want to be in that place where Adam found himself in Genesis three, where the Lord had to say, "Where art thou?" I want to be close yeah, to the Lord. Because Adam's going from a place of walking with God in the cool of the day. Yeah. And like you said a little bit earlier, Jeremiah, God's not asking the question for God to know the answer. Right. God's asking the question for Adam to realize the position that he's in now. Yeah. He goes from God talking to him to now God's talking, and Adam's not there to hear. Yeah. That's right, Right. man. That's exactly right. Mm. Mm. Well, that's one of them. I, I think that could definitely be one of the one of the top ones. Uh, what somebody else jump in here? What, what's somebody? One of y'all, brother Chris? Why don't you go? You got some. I got one. <clears throat> this is the the first one that I thought of. It's in Judges chapter two, and this is after Joshua had passed away and all these. And the and verse ten says, and also, excuse me, and also, all that generation were get, uh, gathered unto their fathers. It means they died. They passed on. And it says, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord. Mm. And I, I listen to that. You know, there's a whole lot of the generations that were before us that are passing on. Right. Yeah. Um, actually, our preacher uh, mentioned that. And he was like, who's going to pick up the mantle? Who's going right. to pick up that mantle and take on? Exactly. You know, there's a whole lot falling on us. Yeah. And because there's a generation that's being raised that doesn't know God. That's and right. then it says it doesn't know the works that God has done for Israel. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, and it's just, I think it's a sad, it kind of fits in the art of time right now. Mm-hmm. You know? it, right. it does. The truth, that is a sad verse. Yeah, uh, that, we're told to pick up the mantle and take the mantle. We pray, God, let us have the mantle and, and yeah. go. But so many times, though, we drop it. Yeah, that's exactly you know, right. We don't, we, we miss the mark. And, uh, I was kind of thinking about uh, right there when you was talking about that, about Elijah and Elisha, how Elisha mm-hmm. took up Elijah's mantle and uh, asked for a double portion, you know. That's right. Um, and, and we've even talked about doing an episode on this. I don't know if we ever will. I don't know if there's enough there to take a whole episode. I think there probably would be, but it's just a good time to talk about it. Elisha, when he took Elijah's mantle, you know, God gave him, uh, someone said the double portion. I believe God did. And then okay. Elisha dies and he dies off the scene. And then it was 50 years after Elisha died <clears throat> that you see a record of anybody. Uh, like you, you find Amos and Hosea. That's the next record That's of it. anybody truly serving God in a, in a, in a mighty way. Nobody yeah. picked up Elisha's mantle. That's right. right. Elisha picked up Elisha's mantle, but nobody picked up Elisha's mantle. And oh, right. exactly. I, I, again, right here, just like with Adam, where, where the Lord said, Where art thou? I don't want that to be me. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered how many mantles of old saints of God like that are found on the altar and never picked up? Mm. Mm. Like, think about all the men of God that have passed on. I mean, just in the generation prior, men yeah. of God like Lester Roloff, mm. Jack Hiles, Lee Roberts, all the all those those great great men of God. I mean, sentinels of the faith. Yeah, and you look and you see the ministries that came after them, and you see. They ain't got it. I mean, yeah. nothing against the men that are in those churches today or in those positions. I'm not saying the position, but I'm yeah. saying the touch and the specialness that God had on those men's life. How many yeah. of those mantles are just laying around in our 
churches. I mean, even at thanks to Calvary, the yeah. older generation, the older saints of God that have passed on. I mean, how many mantles are just left sitting around there just waiting for a young person to mm -hmm. say, that's right. I want that mantle. Yeah, oh, and that's, exactly that's right. it. I've heard preachers preach on that uh, many, many times about picking up the mantle. And uh, God has something for everybody to do. God has something for you to do, Absolutely. just like he has something for me and my family to do. And yep. don't be like that generation that Brother Chris was just talking about, that they knew not God. Don't be the generation after Elisha that just left it laying. Go after it. Go pick up the mantle. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, that's, it's challenging. It fires it me is. up. Yeah. It is a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm. Brother uh, brother Heath, why don't you give us a verse there? Now, those are two. We've got we've got a few. We don't want to take long on each one, but we've got a few. that. Right. And we, this is kind of just like a thought-provoking episode to get you to go. Right. We want you to go look at these verses. Go study these stories out. And, uh, Brother Heath, I want you to share – uh, at least one I know you shared with me earlier, and Brother Chris, uh, it's a really good one. So you share whichever one the Lord lets you. All right. Uh, I'll share that one. Uh, Luke chapter number two, um, right in the middle of what should be the happiest verses in our Bible, the most exciting verses in the Bible, mm -hmm. we find a phrase more than an entire verse. We find a phrase in a verse that is extremely sad, and that is Luke chapter number two, um, verse number seven. And this is the Christmas story, um, but this is right in the middle of it. And verse 7 says, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. That's the Lord Jesus. That should be the most yeah. exciting verse in the Bible. Oh, yes. But the phrase at the end of it, it says this, Because there was no room for them in the end. Mm. That's a mm. sad, sad verse yeah. in our Bible. Oh, uh, yes. The fact that for 400 years they had waited waited on this uh the 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 messiah to come yeah. and then once he came they couldn't make room for him Never. just like us today we don't make room for him america has not made room for god and if you want to know what's what's wrong with america and what's wrong with the world it's the fact that we've not allowed we've not made room for God, we can make room for everything else, for the ball right, game, right. for the TV, for the sports. That's it. We can make all other, uh, uh, for our secular reading, mm -hmm. anything. And the Facebook, thing is, social media. The thing is, we say we want a mighty move of God. Oh, we need revival. We need revival. We, we, you know, we talk a big game. And I do the same thing, but we don't put it into practice. You know exactly what you're saying. Right, uh, man. We don't make room for him. There's no room for right. him in the end. Well, that that end, it was already filled up, right? It was already yeah. full before he got there. Right. That means they had taken on everything that they could yeah. before they even thought about him. Mm. And that's how we do. Right. You talking Absolutely. about that? We don't make room for. A lot of times we just we we do this, we do this, we got a schedule, and we put all this stuff in there, and then it's like, oh, I forgot about the Lord. I forgot about my yeah. study. I forgot yeah. about my Bible reading. So and, true. Uh, Yep. When we should do it the other way around. That's exactly right. That's right. Put make, God make in there first, and then if we got time for everything else. That's it. Yep. And, and, and you know, we say this a lot on here about the Christian life is, is not easy. It's hard. No. But it's very simple. Just put mm -hmm. God first, and everything else comes second. It's, you going to hashtag yeah. that? What? The, uh, the Christian life's not hard, but it is simple. Uh, yeah, the That's Christian like, life's not easy, but it is simple. Uh, that's too I mean, long yeah, of a hashtag. Right. It's not a hashtag, but it is going to be on our shirts. Oh, yeah, so we need to get a shirt right. made like that. And, uh, that's and also so the title of our autobiography. 
Oh, yeah? I think that could be mine. And it's just so, it just, you know, you have How things that, that gets deep in your heart. And you, and you just can't what? get away from them. That's one of them. I lost Heath over here. I, yes. Our autobiography. Our. Would it be yeah. like. How are we going to have our autobiography? He's down there. Yeah. That's our. Boom. Okay. There's <laughs> because there's four of us. Oh. And I mean, more than likely when we die off, the A-Man Corner will cease to exist. Oh, my goodness. It would not be an not. autobiography. It'd be, be a biography. Live on, man. It's got to live on. Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to write it. Oh, we are? I don't let nobody else talk about me when I'm dead. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what he's talking about down there in that corner. And uh... If I don't talk about me, nobody else is going to talk about me. Oh, my goodness. That, <laughs> that might be true. I don't know. In that barrel he's in down there. I know. He's in a barrel. <laughs> let me just push him out. I just shouldn't. I, should, I could edit it. I just push him through the bottom of the screen. And, uh, whoa, good night. What was that? Golly, it stuck there. Uh, I'm just kidding. All right, so he's not really. It's just a joke. All right, Donathan. <laughs> Brother Donathan, why don't you share something with us? And, uh, go ahead. I don't even know if I can talk right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, we'll, my. We'll allow you. Well, yeah. What? We'll allow you to talk. Well, one verse I was going to say that I mean, pretty much what Heath said kind of just backs it up, was the verse over in the book of Revelation where it says, um, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Mm. And that's Jesus. And a lot of times preachers mm-hmm. preach that out of context and preach that as far as a lost person. But really, if you look at that that scripture, it's talking to the church. Yeah, that's right. And what that means is they've shut the door on God and they've said, just like exactly he right. said, they've done everything. We got all the mechanics. We got the musics. We got the method. We got all of that kind of stuff. And we neglected the master. We've just threw that's him right. out to the wolves and shut the door on him. yeah and so i was gonna say that one but i'm gonna go with this one right here that's pretty good. Pretty, good. That's pretty good <laughs> that is a good one though i mean and we got the music one. we got the method come on My we goodness. got the machinery else we got oh, Woo. but we ain't got the master that's good Don. That's i like master. that man i don't know where you got that but that's good uh, hey let me okay. note that one down that's actually mine <laughs> i like it man that's great it's great uh, Anyway, he's so preaching. He's preaching, and I was like, "Man, this is good." Oh, it gets better. Oh man, it got even better. Oh, man, look at here. Look at yeah, here. That's good. Anyway, I right, go ahead. So, one of my whenever somebody asks me what's the saddest verse in the Bible, my mind always goes to John six sixty six. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the number of it being six chapters, six six verse. I didn't think not that. just because of that, but just hear this: Jesus is preaching in Capernaum. And he's preaching in the synagogues, and he's talking about his body. He's talking about if you receive my body, if you receive my flesh. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about salvation, pretty much what he's saying. And they're getting ticked off at him, just like the Pharisees always did. Yeah. But, you know, the verse, verse number 66 says this right here. I'll read verse 65 to give you a little context. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it, if it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walk no more with him. Mm. And so Jesus is saying right here, you can't come you can't come to my father except you come by me. You you're not going to earn your way to God, you're not going to make your way to God. The only way you get to God is through me. Mm-hmm. And they right. get ticked off because they live in a world of Judaism and all work salvation and Jesus says your works ain't going to cut it. It's going to take me and, and that's the bottom line. It's either Jesus or hell, friend. That's and it. we see that so mm-hmm. much in our Amen. in our churches. We see yep. that so much in our churches with people that 
if they, if they got all the works, they can do everything. But when it comes down to, okay, it's either Christ or your works. They choose their works. Yeah. And from that time, his disciples walked back and walked no longer with him. That is, that is, uh, that is extremely uh, sad. <laughs> that verse is. It really is. And, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, because this is what happens right here. Can you imagine sitting in a service, listening to Jesus preach, and not just preach? He's preaching about salvation, right? Listen, mm-hmm. Listening to Jesus preach about the redemption power of His body, and then all of a sudden you see this family over here get up and walk out. Mm. Yeah. The reason they got ticked off mm-hmm. is because they thought vacuuming the church was going to get them to heaven. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's what happens right here. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's true. That's exactly right. Uh, man. That uh, that kind of goes along with uh, one of them that I got. I didn't come up with it. I asked, actually, my son, Blake, I said, uh, I was trying <laughs> to come up with verses. And I said, what's the saddest verse in the Bible you think? And he's like, well, he said, we're over there where Peter denied Christ in the cock crew over in John eighteen twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah, he denied him three times. Three times. And mm-hmm. what he what he tell him? What he tell him before that? No, I'm gonna go with you. Oh yeah, these all other ones the might end. not. I'm gonna go with you all the way to the end. These other ones might not. They gonna they might leave you behind, but I'm gonna be with you. And he said, "You'll deny me. You'll deny me three times." Yeah. And he said, "So I, I mean, you know, you're right there with Christ. You're walking with the best preacher that's ever stepped foot on earth." Yeah. Exactly. And you're yeah. gonna deny him. Man. You're gonna walk away from him. You're gonna deny him. You're not gonna go with him. How sad is that? Mm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I was sitting here thinking about all these that we're talking about, and I'm sure we're getting close to the end of all these verses, but we still got plenty more to talk about. I I got to think about this. The 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 thing that makes all these uh, so, 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 honestly just I, I I just can't think of a better word than sad, than dark, than gloomy, right? Than despair in these verses. The number one thing that has all these they have in common is the absence of God. Yep. yep. Adam mm-hmm. wasn't with the Lord. Uh, they knew not God, the, the generation. Uh, yep. man, I tell you, they walked away from God. Brother Dom was talking about right. and, and And then Brother Heath was talking about how they don't have room for him. All of it. And that is truly when, and that's truly when the Christian life is no longer uh, uh, happy. Joyful. 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 Yep. Yes. It's when your joy is stripped away. It's when God has been taken out of the picture. And that right. is exactly where we're at in all these verses. Uh, I, I thought about this one, and this is Judges chapter 16, verse number 19 and 20 with Samson. Uh, the Bible said in Judges 16 and 19, and she made him sleep. This is Delilah now. Upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. She began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out, man, I will go out as at other times before mm-hmm. and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Yep, he, yep. he didn't even realize it. He said, I'm going to go out. Right. I'm going to go out just like I've done before. And he wist not that the Lord was gone. He no longer had the power. That one right there, uh, that one might have hit me harder than any because Samson mm-hmm. just went like he always did, and he right. he didn't even realize when he went. And honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know. that one, for me, as a preacher, that one scares me to death. Because, I, I mean, us, us four being preachers, 
we have all the outlines and you the physical part of preaching you get accustomed to it what not me no. what are you talking about i ain't no you, you got no the, the m's over there but go ahead you're right yeah. you're dead on it you're dead on it go you know, ahead. Well, as far there's a physical aspect of preaching that you yeah. get used to you get used to standing in front of people and especially me i mean my personality i don't mind being the center of attention i don't know if y'all could tell that but no. that's just how i am yeah <laughs> and, and so for say me anything. <laughs> the physical part comes easy it comes natural yeah. but it scares me to death just to get in the routine of having the outline having the message having the right techniques of preaching and the technical know-how and all that kind yeah. of stuff and just getting up and not realizing holy cow i left the, i left the lord back in the study that's right mm-hmm. and like that that scares me to death to get up on for oh, sunday school or get up at a youth function or what whatever and just completely forget, wait, I've left the Lord somewhere. It scares right. me to death. I was fixing to say before you started talking that this foot that verse could go down more as the scariest verse in the Bible. Mm. Not yeah. necessarily the saddest verse in the Bible. Yeah. It is sad, but it's also mm. scary because like you said, I don't wanna I don't wanna stand and thinking, well, I'll just do as I did before, but not even know God wasn't on me. Mm. We know when we missed the mark. Oh yeah, yeah. But but to to know that we didn't even we thought we done. I don't. Know. That's that's pretty scary mm. thought there. Oh yeah. And here's the thing you said. You know when we know when we missed the mark, and I agree a hundred percent. There's been times for all of us probably when we get out of the pulpit or 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 doing something for the Lord, and we say, well. I messed up right there. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm sure we can also agree to that. But Samson, <laughs> yeah, Samson did that too because when verse 20 said, and he wist not that the Lord was departed from him, and the very yep. next thing, but the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to, to uh, Gaza. And, and, and right there, or Gaza, I think that's how you say it's supposed to. Uh, but right there, right immediately after he uh, tries to do everything that he's done before, but he doesn't have the power of God on his life. Immediately, he sees the effect, and he realizes, I've messed up. Mm, and, yep, yep. Man. Maybe it should be mm. the scariest verse. Maybe you're right, Brother Heath. Oh, yeah. Mm. Still it's sad. Me. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's what, scares, what scares me about that verse, not only as far as like as a preacher, but think about all the lives that were affected because mm-hmm. Samson got up and left God out of it. Yeah, I mean, think of, I mean, how many people have I neglected to witness to because I got up one morning, got tied up and going to work and all that kind of stuff and left God back at the house. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You're exactly right. <laughs> we could get real deep into it, but I'm not going to. But. I know. Samson, man. You're right. You know, ever since we took that college, that semester on Samson, uh, I've not been able to see his life the same. That's right. Uh, I guess it was about a year or, or so ago, maybe even longer. We wrote that book on Samson. You, y'all remember? And, yeah, yeah. I think to the state, <laughs> we had to write. I a have lot. a struggle. It's PTSD is what I have when I say <laughs> <Samson>. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, ever since then, I've not been able to look at Samson the same way. I, and I, I love the story of Samson, but also it 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 scares me, and it yeah, uh, it so challenges me. It challenges. Oh yeah, it's a holy fear. You know, it's like a reverence. It is. I I, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> brother Chris, you got any more for us? Yeah, I got one more. Kind of, it kind of goes away from what we've been talking about. We've been talking about all these people that 
uh, didn't have room for the Lord or left the Lord or forgot the Lord and yeah. all that. And uh, over in Acts 26, 28, mm-hmm. it says, Then King then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost yeah. thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Donathan was talking about people he didn't witness to or whatever and how they don't get a chance. Well, right here, uh, Paul is, is preaching to Agrippa. And he's trying to tell him, he's telling him, hey, you know, you need to be saved. This is what happened to me. He tells him about on the road to Damascus when he was blinded and all that. He tells him all that. And he said, and even said, Paul even said that I'm, I'm fully persuaded, you know, yeah. that I need to trust yeah. in Christ. And you do need, you need to, too. And he looks at him and just says, almost thou persuadest me. Mm. Almost. So that means he came so close to being a Christian, being saved, mm-hmm. but he's in hell. He's in hell right now. I mean, and how many people are do we have out there in the world that we may witness to and we may go to over and over and over and over again and try to show them the Lord and tell them the Lord. But yet they're almost persuaded. They don't ever take that last step. Mm. Yeah, Mm. exactly. right. That one's sad. You got that one right, brother. Chris, you got that's a good one. Exactly. I didn't even think about that one. Uh, I'm the winner. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) Uh, I didn't even think about that one, but it's the truth, you know. Uh, man, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Brother Heath. I think you had one more over in Matthew, didn't you? Uh, I did. Read that Matthew uh, 7, because I think it kind of goes, we go hand in hand right where Brother Chris was at. Oh, yeah. We both kind of came up with that one, but we'll yeah. we'll share it. Uh, Matthew seven twenty one through 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then, when I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that mm-hmm. work iniquity. That's sad verses right there. Yep. That's going to be people that, right that went to church. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's Those not workers. Just, yeah. I just, I just thought about this. That's not only sad verses. That's a sad time that we will most likely. Oh, yeah. Am I right? We're going to be able to watch. see that. We're going to be able yeah, to watch we're that. We're going to watch that part. Yeah. So that's and tears kind of, are not wiped away till after that. Till after that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Let that mm. sink in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Chris is clicking his pen over. I know. I saw him click his pen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm writing something down. Make sure I say it right. Y'all go. Y'all keep talking. Uh, that's funny. Here, we'll, we'll let Don, we'll let brother Donathan do it. He said he likes being. He likes to talk. So we'll let. Sure. I, you got any more? I got one. While we was talking about Samson, I thought about this verse right here. Oh yeah. The last the last verse that speaks of Samson mm-hmm. is Judges sixteen or till you get into the New Testament Hall of Fame all right. that kind of stuff. Judges right. sixteen thirty one says this. Then his brethren and all the house of his father came down and took him. And brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Estral in the burying place of Manoah, his father. And he judged Israel 20 years. So that tells us that the ministry of Samson was 20 years long. He judged Israel for 20 years. But if you look back at chapter number 13 of the book of Judges, when Samson's born, it says in verse number 25, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Estral. He finishes his ministry exactly where he started. Mm. Wow. He had 20 years of ministry and had no movement. Never he stayed over. in the exact same spot. He started mm. and died in the same spot. Mm. And can you imagine having a ministry of 20 years 
whether you're preaching, you're a teacher, or you just sit on a church pew and pray for your pastor, whatever you do, and you've been saved for 20 years and you haven't went anywhere, and you finish exactly where you start. Goodness gracious. I, uh, I think this, I believe this with all my heart. I believe if Samson would have done right, if Samson would have lived for God, sold out everything and not made the mistakes that we know he made, yeah. I believe that we would be reading the book of Samson. Oh, absolutely. That's my so. opinion. Yeah. Are you, mm-hmm. are, you, are you kidding me? Who, who's agree. the Avengers? Who, yeah. who is Thor? <laughs> who, who? No, we'd be talking about Samson. I really believe That's that. Right. I think, I, oh, I yeah. think that. And uh, I think we'd have the book of Samson in our Bible because. He'd be up there with. Good night. David. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Man. But anyway, anyway, uh, there's so much mm-hmm. we could talk about. And uh, y'all, y'all well, here's jump in. the thing too. Well, that, that shows the grace of God. If you really think about it, the Samson messed up, and like we said, yeah, he 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 never moved in the ministry. However, by the grace of God, thousands of years later today, we can open up the Book of Judges, yeah, and we can read the story of Samson. That's right. Yeah, by the grace of God, we're allowed to do that, That's even true. though we see some of the saddest verses in our Bible. But God, who yeah. is rich in mercy, That's right, has made Samson's story stay alive when it should have died. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I'll look it up here in a second to make sure. But isn't David mentioned in the same verse as Samson in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11? I believe so. I believe it is. If I'm not mistaken, is David and Samson and three other men are mentioned in Hebrews? I think it's 11, verse 30 something. Y'all look it up. It's the last one right there at the end. So. I mean, even though Samson messed up, I mean, that's what a testament to the grace of God that even though I mean, we have all these sad verses and we see where men fail and men mess up, that's how right. good of a God that we serve. That Yeah, I, I want to jump in right there. It's verse 32. I'm going to tell you because Brother Donald made a good point. Let's just look at the that's company of Samson. The Bible says yeah, in Hebrews yeah. eleven thirty-two, And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson yeah. and of uh, Jephthah. And of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. So even with the mistakes of Samson, he's look where he's look where he's numbered. Look where his name. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. thank God for that. And come on here, it don't talk about Samson's failure in that right. verse. Where about sin abounded, grace, grace is much more abound. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Make sure you want to jump up and down, y'all. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yep. grace, y'all. I'll be honest with you. I think that'd be a real. I'm not perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I fail. But by the grace of God. Yes. I am what I am by the grace of God. Yes, sir. Amen. And, uh, you know, I think I'll just jump in right here. I think that'd be a real good place to stop. Because, you know what? we We could take hours and tell you how David messed up. We could tell you how Jonah messed up. We could tell, I mean, hours. I was talking about mistakes. But at the end of the day, uh, man, I, why would we want to dwell on that when we can thank mm-hmm. God? What brother, yeah, he's just quoted in Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 4, but God, who is rich in mercy? Oh, yes. That's right. And a man, thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. And you know what? Just yeah. like Samson had a sad verse. Adam had a sad verse. Uh, uh, over there in Acts, uh, you know, we're... He said, almost, thou hast persuaded me. That's a sad verse. You know what? I've got sad times in my life. 
Sad Bro. verses that could be written about me and things I've done, mm-hmm. but the yes, grace. Sir. Oh, but yeah, grace. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna jump through the ceiling right here. Y'all ain't here to do it, so I'm gonna <laughs> punch through the ceiling. And uh, y'all is go good, far. y'all. Oh no, I ain't gotta go far. It's right there. And uh, it's can't good. Remember who man. The pre- can't remember who the preacher was who said it. He said, "For every spoonful of sin you got, God's got a dump truck full of grace." Oh, yes. Amen. I heard John Dorsey, brother John Dorsey, preach a message on dump. Uh, dump truck loads of grace one time. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Under an old gospel tent. Yeah. Under an old gospel tent. I heard him preach a uh, very similar message to that when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, that's right. And I heard him preach it when I was uh, just a youngin'. When I, one of the first times I ever met him was at my church where I grew up, and he preached a similar message to that. I was, and he preached it under the tent, too. I love it. Dude. I love yes. it. Okay. Anyway. Hey, man. I I I've enjoyed. This is definitely a different episode, right? Y'all would all agree. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely different. But yeah. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I think, I think doing it like this every now and then will help us not to talk over each other. When we're <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> That's what he, Brother Heath was saying before we went uh, live and and did it right here. So, uh, but anyway, I hope y'all have a great Saturday, and uh, y'all go to church tomorrow. Let's all put our hands in. Oops, get her out. Put all our right. hands in together. Amen. Corner on three. No, no, you're not there, Donathan. There it is. (laughs) And break. Break. Okay, that was the weirdest thing we've ever done on the Amen Corner. Y'all come back next Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Hey, we love y'all. Y'all have a good night. See y'all. Amen.